Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning we are in Proverbs 25, looking at verse 23 and 24. So let's jump right into Scripture at this time. Verse 23 says, The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue angry looks. So we have more uh, analogies here, another metaphor uh, and this one, this one's fairly simple. Um, verse 23 is just stating a fact that when the north wind comes, the rain follows that, right? So it's first the north wind's blowing in, then typically, generally, the rain would come after that. So if you felt the north wind coming your way, then rain would be coming as well. Well, in the same way, if you say negative things about a person or to a person that you know are hurtful things, especially saying them intentionally, then you're going to get angry looks, right? So if, if you say those things, then expect the angry looks to come. And this, this kind of falls back on the whole idea of being quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Be careful. Now, obviously, there are a lot of people out there that are extremely insecure in and of themselves and they get offended by anything anything practically that a person can say they will get offended by it and if it's anything that does not perfectly line up with their views on certain topics they will just oh that is so offensive that you would say that and uh, get angry and upset with you and you can just be stating facts or just sharing your opinion and how you feel and all of a sudden you are the spawn of Satan for having said that so we need to be careful with what we say but at the same time one thing I want to point out with this verse is we don't need to be so careful to the extent that we don't stand on truth in God's Word because we're afraid of offending someone else okay and as a pastor, you know, that's that's a hard line to to walk on, right? When I preach from the pulpit, I have many times in the past offended people because I was preaching on something that I believed was in God's word and I was giving the biblical view, I believed to be the biblical view, God's view of a certain topic. And I've had people walk out in the midst of a sermon, okay? Now, you could argue from this verse here well, you were saying backbiting things, Tom. You shouldn't have been saying that from the pulpit, and they wouldn't have gotten mad. Well, I also felt led to preach on that topic that day, and I felt led to talk about it, and I did it in the most diplomatic manner possible without being condemning. I was letting, just speaking God's word and what it said there, and what it says God says is right and what God says is wrong. And I was trying not to be demeaning in the way I said it and condescending. I try not to be that way when I talk about sin. I try to just directly talk about sin. Someone still got upset and walked out. So so what do I do? Do I just not talk about it? No, I can't do that. If, if I feel led and I feel God leading me in that direction, I have to speak on it, but I need to do it in a proper way, not in a way that is condescending, looking down on people, but, but say it in a way is just fact and objectively okay and uh, so we got to be careful with what we say and how we say it but at the same time we don't want to 
back down from taking a stand on things that honor the Lord, right? So first and foremost, we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Honor him first. Then we seek and strive to love others, okay? And if, if loving others compromises our love for God, then we need to reevaluate the situation, okay? Knowing that you're getting ready to say something that you know honors God, if you say it, but it's going to offend the people around you, you still say it, right? Especially if you're, you feel led, you feel God leading you to do it. You still say it. That's the exact same thing Jesus did, right? He offended a lot of people, but he was first and foremost honoring God, okay? It doesn't mean he was breaking the second commandment and not loving other people. He was following the first and greatest commandment. And by doing that, in a sense, even though he offended a lot of people, he was actually loving them because he was giving them truth. He was being honest with them, okay, in the hopes that they would be influenced and they would be convicted about their own views. So anyway, it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough thing to walk, but first and foremost, at the end of the day, you do what you know First and foremost, brings glory and honor to God. That's what's most important. All right, let's look at verse 24. Very quickly, we've seen this one before in chapter 21. I talked about this. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> this verse can get a lot of fellas in trouble. Um, so Solomon learned the hard way. Solomon was a very wise man, but he was not perfect, and he made a lot of mistakes in his life. And one of the mistakes is he dishonored God in God's purpose and plan for marriage from the beginning of time was between one man and one woman. Well, Solomon, being a king and being very wealthy, ended up marrying 700 women, and he had concubines that numbered in the range of 300 and some. Okay, so he had a lot of women in his household and a lot of different women that he was sleeping with. And, and obviously, just because he did it and he was Solomon doesn't mean that God approved of it. God did not approve of it. And Solomon felt the wrath of, of um, dishonoring God in that through just the simple fact that he had that many uh, women. And um, what happened is many of them fought and, and quarreled with one another and it caused a lot of strain and stress upon him. So he learned firsthand that having all those women didn't bring him true joy. That only came through a relationship with God. And so he gives us little nuggets of wisdom from his own experience in his life that, you know, just because you have a bunch of women, you know, in, in your house, you have a bunch of wives, it doesn't mean that you have a happy home. Okay? And it's better to live in the corner of a housetop to, than to be in a home with a quarrelsome woman or quarrelsome women, in his case. Okay? And he learned, he learned that it's better to have one woman that you love with all your heart and to pour all your affection into her. And that's going to lead to a happy home. And there's no room for jealousy and quarreling, right? That's why God designed it that way. One man, one woman, one life. He designed it that way because he knows human nature and he knew the, the conflict that it would cause for you to live a polygamous um, life of having more than one spouse, okay? And so Solomon learned that the hard way. And so the other thing we learn in this is seek to live in harmony with your spouse. 
genuinely loving one another because that's what makes a happy home that's what actually matters and is important okay i'm going to stop there thank you for joining me this morning at the end of the day at the end of the day what is most important is that you honor god you seek to honor him even if that is is standing on something you know honors god and pleases him and everyone else disagrees with it and we know that we're doing that through studying god's word okay god's word is god's message and god's will and if God says it's a sin, it's a sin, and you stand on that. And, and you know, you don't have to be hateful about it, but you just say, this is what God says is wrong, and I have to affirm this truth. I can't reject God's word. And honor God first, okay? That comes first and foremost. And then secondly, seek to love others and as much as you possibly can. But God comes first. Have a blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.